Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. Today, we're talking about internal transfers, the benefits and the challenges. And I will go first because I know that otherwise I won't get a word in. I think you're doing all right, Kim. It's okay. <laughs> I do much better when we're doing this via Zoom. In person, it was much more difficult to get a word in. <laughs> internal transfers. Now, early in my career, I did work for a number of large organisations where internal transfers were the way that you moved around the organisation, through the organisation, up the organisation ranks. But internal transfers, I think we might split into two categories where you are transferring area to area, but at the same level of employment and then transfers where it involves a change in direction, a promotion or a, a different focus. So if we look at the same level, perhaps it comes under the guise of professional development, uh, internal transfers, and look at that first of all, the benefits and the, you know, the challenges. We'll do the benefits first. Benefits are that you're broadening your understanding of the organisation, of how it works and where you fit or your skills fit into the organisation. And it gives you an opportunity to see where you might like to focus your career that you perhaps hadn't considered before for all sorts of reasons or where you've got skills that you can contribute that you didn't think would be of benefit to the organisation. The challenges can be depending on how long those placements are for, whether you settle into a team, whether you feel like you're contributing or whether you are viewed as or you're just the, the rotational person so we'll just give you this stuff to do so you don't really get into a longer term project or a way that you can contribute. So that's the transferring at the same level internally. If you're transferring to another area altogether and perhaps at the same level, but it's a longer term thing. So it's a, a move from one area to another with no return path at that point in time. I think that that's a move that needs a lot more consideration because you, you need to have done the, the cost-benefit analysis of that activity to make sure that it's going to give you what you want as well as you being able to contribute in the best way that you possibly can. But the benefits, obviously, are, are much the same is that you get to see another part of the organisation and you feel like you're contributing to a different part of the organisation but I think the challenges there are greater because there's more opportunity for you to feel like you haven't made the right decision and that there is no path back to where you were before that the unknown is greater in those situations than it might otherwise have been even though you can do all the background and check on where you're going and what you're going to be able to do but it is a challenge in itself and it is about re-establishing yourself and your credentials and your contribution and all of that you need to be very confident of and aware of and know how you're going to do that before you do the, the transfer. Maybe I can talk a bit about the benefits and the challenges for the person in charge of the unit, so managing a team. If you look at the benefits, a lot of them are similar to what a person gets. If you're looking at your team, so you've got a good team, they're performing, they're doing really well, the challenge is you move them on to get more skills, etc., which is good, but it leaves you vulnerable in that team. So that's a challenge is where you, you lose for at least for a period of time for a short-term transfer to a permanent transfer, you, you're losing good people. Now, 
that is doable still, even though that's the biggest challenge. It's doable in that if you do it in a planned way, in a planned program way, you could do that. The benefits way outweigh the challenges in that you have a workforce that is much more skilled and more versatile. Retention is better for the organisation, so you're not losing people as much as before. So you're retaining them because they feel they're getting more skilled. They're getting the opportunity to learn broader skills and or and knowledge of the organisation. Of course, that means you can get those people back in the near future or in the long term as the next management level in your team. So even though it's not immediate return in some cases, you're also a recipient of advantages of other teams that come to you. Yes, the challenge and the immediate discomfort, if you like, and the immediate maybe being able to deliver But if you do that in an organised way, so you don't transfer two or three people at once, obviously, if you plan it so that everything has got processes, procedures and documented and training and handover, then it makes that transition, again, long or short term, done. But for the, the individuals, I think Kim covered all those benefits of growing your skills, being able to get more confidence, understanding how things hang together as an organisation. So the benefits are bigger for the organisation as a whole, for the individuals and for the managers with some uh, short-term pain for um, the individuals and the managers. Having said that, as an organisation, you want to be known for growing the skills of your team. If I go to that organisation, yes, I get paid well, I get to do that job, but I also get the opportunity to learn more. It is a bit harder in some areas which needs technical and qualification. And in that case, what you do with that is, again, put it back to the employee. If you want to get into that arena, then you can maybe get subsidy for training and you can do the course in your own time, etc. So we know that you can't transfer across the board without qualifications for some roles, the general roles, and you can, whether it's a sales role, an operational role, etc. you can. If it's a technical, it's a particular information technology development piece for a specific software, well, again, that's very, very unique and you have to learn it and you've got to get qualified to do it. I'll just go on a bit of a tangent. If you're a manager or a team leader, and you've got a group of people that are the stay puts who don't look to move, don't look to transfer, don't look to do anything other than be in this team. And you have a desire to bring in new thinking and new skills. How do you manage the criticism from the stay puts that you're continuously bringing in new people and it's disruptive to the team and it's, yes, we get results, but why can't we just have a team that stays the same? Because this is the work we do. You're talking about those people that do not want to grow their skills and go elsewhere. I think that the answer to that is to say, look, we do need people in certain roles that don't need, don't want to move around, but not all the roles are like that. And we need to keep feeding into the group. So for us to be effective, yes, it might be disruptive, And it is your choice to stay here and not to gain new skills and that. And we're accommodating that. 
but in general, we need to have a versatile workforce. Otherwise, the competition and your job will be affected. If we're not performing in this bit, it affects the organization as a whole, and then it affects the effectiveness of the organization, and then it affects the business results, and then competition takes over. So we all have to do our bit. Yes, have the, the discomfort, but don't shy away from explaining it and from saying, look, horses for courses, and we're respecting that you choose that. That doesn't mean if everybody does that, we become stale, we become outdated, and we want more forward. Would you ask why they find it disruptive? Yes, absolutely. And guessing here is probably it's just new. It's disruptive because it's new. Their part hasn't changed, but they probably will maybe think, I have to train another manager or another team member now. Oh, I've just got her knowing what to do there and now he's come in and I have to teach him and, and all of that. With that, if I figured that out and the person kind of said it in a, in a roundabout way, I would actually use that to advantage and talk about how in this case, you're really brilliant as how you impart information and give them credit for what they have been doing, recognising that they keep training other people as well. And again, find the, the benefits of what they're doing and recognise them and rewarding them for it in whatever reward system you have. So actually turning it around to making it being a, a positive, making it be something that is, that is the reason why people want to join this team is that they're attracted to the team because they want to be trained by you because you're the best at, yeah. at this particular thing and we don't want you to move because yeah. that input for the people coming through is, is invaluable. Yeah. I think we've probably covered that in terms of looking at it from both sides of the fence, whether you're the team leader or the person being the the transferee so we'll yeah. leave that there but if you've got a situation that you're concerned about or a question in terms of that because it's quite a big area and, and every situation is different we, we talk generally about our experience in organizations from both sides of the fence please let us know but for now I'm Kim Bailey she's for Downer Osborne this is Inside Exec.